Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Humke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, guys, right at the top of the show here, just like we said last uh, earlier in, in the week, actually, I was getting ready to say last week there, <laughs> we're still working. Uh, we're still doing podcasts. Chris, you're still taking phone calls. We're still yeah. emailing. We're still shipping. We're still working on trucks. It is It is still a full-time operation, man. How's it been going? It's been going well. You know, I think a lot of the listeners, you know, we over at Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner, we have a really broad dealer network across, you know, U.S. and in Canada. So there's a lot of, you know, key players and shops that, you know, need us for assistance um, and, of course, end users. So, you know, uh, it's been uh, the common theme of, oh, wow, you guys are still even open. You guys can still help. You guys can still support. <laughs> so. Uh, it's been really cool, you know, working with a bunch of people the last couple of weeks, you know, trying to finish up some projects now that they have a little bit more downtime. Um, but yeah, guys, you know, if you guys have any questions, feel free to give us a call over at the shop. We'll be glad to help, you know, answer anything or, you know, kind of move forward with, you know, your own personal project and build. So, um, hey, speaking no of a lot of oh, go on, go ahead. Chris. OK, well, I was just going to say, speaking of your own build, one of the things you should consider is a blog that Nick Pregnitz from Duramax Tuner just wrote. Uh, we just published that on Diesel Tuner's blog, and that's Horsepower versus Heat. Uh, Chris, have you had a chance to kind of glance man. over that? I did. You know, it, uh, it it covers a lot of basics. At the same time, it really keeps a lot of the – a lot of times guys call in the last questions, and most of those questions correlate with horsepower and heat, whether they realize it or not. Sure. Um, so, you know, when you – they talk about, well, I want to tune my truck. I want more power. Well, why can't I tow in this horsepower tune versus this horsepower tune? <laughs> and some of the basics that you got to kind of keep in mind that I feel Nick did a really good job touching on is the balance between heat and power. This is where like your tow tunes come in, for an example. Um, or like what uh, what horsepower. Uh, what is horsepower, what is horsepower overhead? overhead? Yeah, that's a big one for me. Right. Um, and then, you know, how much power do you need? And I, a lot of that, that comes into a reference that I use, like with a lot of tractor guys, guys will call in, whether it's a tractor truck, it doesn't really matter. They want more power. Well, what do you need that power for? How much power do you need? Do you think? And then we can kind of back into how much power is it going to take to fulfill what you're asking? Absolutely, man. Yeah. So. Great blog, and it, and it's one of many that are getting published. So if you guys are following along at Diesel Performance Podcast, we're going to start sharing more of those blogs on the Facebook page. We encourage you guys, hey, if you're in the Diesel Performance Podcast fans group, God, that name is long. Uh, if you're in the group, uh, post some topics you want to see us write a blog about. Ask some technical questions. You know, really, this is a great time that if you're available, engage with us. Right. If, if you can, if you're not one of the people who are still uh, slaving away there, uh, get a hold of us, man. Ask us some questions. Find out what's going on uh, with your truck. Ask those technical questions that you've always kind of wondered about. We'd love to engage with you. We'd love to work with you guys on that stuff. And we'll, and we'll take it uh, one at a time there and try to really give you that type of attention to to answer your question to the best of our ability. Uh, somebody else who's great at answering questions is also great at releasing new products. Uh, that's WC Fab. So they they also just recently, within the last month, have released the 2017-2019 L5P Duramax 4-inch full air intake kits. Chris, have you seen these on their website or on Facebook? Yeah, you know, we were talking about it in the last episode. You know, the final product videos that WC Fab released, man, and that blue color that they have, it's a really good looking kit. It really spices up the L5P engine bay. 
for the guys out there, you know, that are looking to pretty some things up there, you know, it's a really nice kit to work off of. And most importantly, it's not just there for the glam, you know, it's there for improved performance, um, improved airflow, uh, improved efficiency, getting the truck to respond a little bit better. So um, hats off to those guys, man. Their, their work speaks for themselves. 100%. Um, somebody else who's right along that line is Exergy. Uh, I recently came across uh, just a, a nice plug from them up or a nice plug about them on the sportsman injectors. Uh, so the Exergy performance sportsman injectors are roughly 10% over stock. They're a great upgrade for a completely stock truck or a slightly modified truck. So if you have a little bit bigger turbo, you have a drop in turbo, something like that, a built trans, these are going to be a really smart investment. If you're already replacing your stock injectors. So instead of going stock for stock, you grab a set of Exergy sportsman's wildly affordable when compared to bone stock. Um, I would say about the same price. Uh, and what's great about it coming from Exergy is we know that it's balanced and tested within tighter specifications than any other OEM. Uh, so nobody else does it quite the way they do. No, I think another thing, you know, I, a lot of guys have you know been questioning injectors. I feel I've been going through a raft of injector questions recently um, a couple other things to consider is they don't mass produce injectors. So when they build a set, even the sportsman line, they build them per set. So if it's a Cummins, it's in that specific set of six. If it's a Duramax, it's in that specific set of eight. Um, and to hone in a little bit more directly, they'll actually provide flow rate sheets of where the injectors flowed amongst the set to show the the tighter tolerances and, and what you know you're actually buying for the money. So when guys are looking, don't look any further. I would say, you know, the extra G line, they stand behind their product. Uh, they work really well in the big injector, you know, when you're talking about performance and, and uh, you know, high horsepower competition builds. So they got to know a thing or two when it comes to the stock replacement stuff. So hats off to them. All right, guys, it's time for your favorite part of the show. Uh, we have a special guest on presented by Calibrated Power, home of DuramaxTuner.com. And today we're talking with Ben Evers from Farm Focused. Ben, how the hell are you? Doing pretty good, Paul. How are you guys doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time out and coming on the show. Uh, right now, I know our, our trying times for everybody, and we all know how busy farmers are right now. Uh, and that's what we want to talk to you about is is being a brand that's clearly focused around farms, uh, we thought you could come on and tell us a little bit about your experience with farming and with tractor tuning. Yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, you know, as you said, of course, there's a lot of stuff going on out there right now, but um, farmers and farms and ranchers and all, you know, that all those folks in general aren't slowing down, can't slow down, you know, stuff still needs to happen. And I think, you know, to a point, truth be told, you know, being in the rural area, uh, I, maybe we feel a little bit less susceptible to some of the things that are going on. You know, see a lot of folks every day in big groups. But, um, you know, coming up here soon, is, it's planting season. Um, some guys are in our area are getting out already, but certainly by the middle of next month. And that that can't be missed. You know, it has to be done. So uh, for me. As far as farming goes, I, I grew up and my family has a horse farm. Um, we live out in the country, moved out there when I was about eight years old. Everyone around me uh, or around us row crops. Um, so I have a lot of friends who do that and help them with that every year. Um, and of course, you know, as far as the equipment goes, being around that, 
uh, the diesel engines, the pickups, the tractors, the combines, the sprayers, the semis, everything's diesel powered uh, around here. So just kind of been something we've been involved in for a long time. That's awesome, man. It just brings a smile to my face hearing about all the diesel running through a farm. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those that, yeah. that, that it is, it's, it's a good reminder, man, that it's, it's everything there. Right. So, so they all, they all, especially nowadays have quite a bit of similarities. So when we talk about truck tuning, we talk about tractor tuning, a lot of the principles are easily crossover. Um, you know, increased rail pressure, more boost. We all know that makes more power custom tuning being something that from the truck side, I think most people understand the benefits of doing a custom tuning and, and things like that, but it's not really the same with tractors. We don't do a, a whole lot, if any at all, uh, a sled pull tractors. We really do guys who use their tractors in the field for practical purposes. Tell me a little bit about what tractor tuning is for those guys. Yeah. So as long as I've been involved in this, um, probably the last four years now, I, you know, to your point, I think I've had one guy, um, that we, we built some tunes for, uh, that was sled pulling it in the County fair. And it was a pretty funny story. I mean, he, he, I, he just flat out kicked everybody's ass and they couldn't understand what was going on. <laughs> but, uh, besides that, it's all for work. Um, tractors, as I said, tractors, combine sprayers, semis, all your heavy duty equipment. Um, basically what it comes down to is as, as farming evolves equipment, uh, in terms of attachments, um, you know, heads for combines, uh, attachments that we're pulling behind the tractors, everything's getting bigger. Um, the acreage, the acres are getting larger. Farmers are covering more ground. They need to be more efficient. Uh, and their equipment has to be able to, uh, to get the job done. And some of the stuff that they own today, um, maybe worked, but now, you know, with the new attachments or, or whatever, something bigger, it doesn't quite work as well. They need that additional horsepower. Uh, they need that additional ground speed, um, you know, those types of things. So that's exactly where we come in. Um, and, and it just flat out works. I always love hearing that when it's a situation where we can legitimately solve a problem. Uh, so, so this, you know, you have somebody who's been out there working and using this equipment for a long time and God knows we all understand tractors are not cheap. Um, so when you, when you need that bigger head, when you need that bigger attachment, uh, you end up in a real kind of stuck situation of what do you do? Because going in to trade in for a new tractor is like I said, just astronomical. Uh, so it's good to hear that, that we're able to jump in on those and we're able to, to execute with those, uh, as best we can. Right. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. Ahead. And it's, you know, what you touched on right there is no secret. Uh, you know, as far as farming goes, farmers in general, especially row crop commodity style uh, are not making a lot of money. You know, commodity prices are down. They've been down for a number of years. Um, so guys are, are trying to stretch their equipment out, trying to make stuff work longer, make stuff work better, be more efficient. So, I mean, that plays right into that. Absolutely. Um, you, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that to me, it's, it seems like we've been doing this forever. Right. And I know you've been around tractor tuning a long time as well and tuned a lot of tractors yourself. Um, but there's still, I'm sure just, just regular everyday people who have never heard about tuning a tractor before. What kind of questions do people ask when they first hear about tractor tuning? Yeah. So we talk to guys, you know, every day and, uh, and get a number of questions. The, the primary ones are things like, you know, is this safe? Uh, 
Is this going to put more wear and tear on my on my machine? You know, what should I be worried about? Um, you know, is my machine built for that additional power? Um, you know, those types of things. And and the answers to those things in general is that for us, for working through us and working through calibrated power solutions, it is safe. Uh, and the reason that it's safe is that be, because we've been around it for long enough now. Uh, Calibrate has been writing tunes for long enough now that we know where these machines can go um, before they'll start having trouble in terms of power, horsepower and torque. Uh, and, and we stay within those limits as a rule for our business. Um, when it comes down to it, for most guys, <clears throat> if you if you pay attention to the models in the series from about any manufacturer, they're using the same motors. They're using the same internals. In most cases, they're using the same injectors, very similar sized cooling systems, drivetrain, all these kinds of things. They're just at different power levels from the factory. And uh, that power is coming from the software. So we've been able through calibrated to get in and make those adjustments just the same as the factory would when they're sending it out. Um, so as far as being safe, yeah, it's safe. Now <clears throat> you can certainly write some tunes and, and, and push a machine to where um, maybe it wouldn't be considered safe in terms of uh, the undue stress that it's going to put on the internals, but we just, we don't do that. You know, we let the guys know here's where it's at. Here's where you can be Here's where we're comfortable taking it. Uh, and then if that's, if they're good with that, then they're good. If they want to go bigger and we don't feel comfortable with it, then we don't, um, you know, there's a lot of ways to write tunes and, and obviously we're not going to get into details of that, but there are tuners out there that are putting tunes together in ways that aren't necessarily safe. Um, there's a lot of things that go on in these modern tractors. There's a lot of calculations and algorithms that are going on in the software behind the scenes that have to do with, you know, the tractor and the combine measuring its, its EGTs as an example. There's a lot of factors that go into that. So when you go in and you write, you know, just a quick and dirty tune uh, and, and you don't have the research and you don't know what's going on, you can cause issues with those types of measurements. So, uh, you know, you have to be smart about it. And certainly calibrated power is. With what we're doing out here in the field, we run a mobile PTO dyno. So when we're face-to-face uh, -face tuning these machines, we're testing before, during, and after. So we know exactly what the results of these, uh, of these tunes are and, and how the machine's going to respond, you know, from a number of different angles. Um, and then once again, just in, in the name of, of making sure that everything's safe and that everything's operating the way that it should be. Gotcha. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I think that's number one, the thing that I get guys pushing back on and asking about as well, because it, it's always it's always one of those things that it's easy to look over, right? Like, well, you're adding horsepower, you must be adding risk. Well, actually, with the way custom tuning works, like especially like you said, for calibrated power, all of the safety features are still in the tune, just like it is from the factory. Your tractor will tell you when it's getting too hot. The tractor will tell you when it's overworked or when it's not able to keep up with the amount of fuel supply requested. It, it'll warn you generally well before anything dangerous is going to happen. Um, and I know you've done a, a lot of tunes in person, like you said, with the dyno and, and running peak power runs, which are something that I think guys in tractors definitely see the peak power more often than a guy in a truck. Right. Just because you're out there working it and you actually need that power. Um, but we still we don't. It's just something we don't deal with, right? Like we just don't deal with 
having issues, mechanical issues with tractors after you've tuned it. It's, it's extremely rare. Um, I think for most like quality custom tuners, and I would say I can't remember it happening uh, here at Calibrated Power. Uh, some of the other questions I know I get asked are about emissions equipment. And I usually like to tackle this one on just kind of straight on the head, Ben. Uh, we don't turn off emissions equipment. Do we see some failures in NOx sensors and God forbid some early generation, some tier three DPF and EGR failures? Yeah, man, it happens. Um, I don't think it happens nearly as often as, as people who maybe have experience from that first generation of trucks think it does. Uh, most often I really see. I really see emissions equipment last. I really see guys put a tune on the tractor and it lasts, like you said, just like it would if the factory would have put that that power rating on there. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're pretty close to this equipment. And in, in terms of emissions, uh, you're right on. I mean, we're not we're not shutting emissions off. We're not interested in doing that. But there's for the most part, there's not there's not a reason to. Uh, and I know that's that's kind of the things you were touching on there. And And here's the here's the reason why there's not a reason to. This equipment gets worked. Uh, as you said, you know, the tractors are, are typically running at their peak power range uh, and, and a machine being operated in that circumstance. That's when the emission system is is doing its best. Um, I, more than anything, what I run into with the guys asking about the emissions and, and they're worried about them is that they just don't really understand them. Uh, and it and it's it's really two things that we run into. It's the DPFs and the DEF system. Um, guys are worried about those DPFs clogging, you know, it putting them down, having trouble, the, the the region frequency, you know, so on and so forth. But if these machines are being operated the way that they're designed to be operated, in terms of, you know, they're not sitting around in the yard for hours upon hours idling. You know, when they're running, they're in the field, uh, they're getting work done. The DPF stays happy, man. It stays happy and it stays healthy. I can count on one hand of the thousands of tractors I've been around that I've seen any kind of DPF failure or clogging or something that needed to be cleaned out. Um, and then the deaf question, you know, guys, it, it's more of just kind of a, a convenience thing. You know, they, oh, I don't want to drag around tanks. I hate filling this thing up. But, you know, depending on your manufacturer, a lot of them don't use a lot of deaf. Uh, you know, the, the, the deer combines that we ran, um, last season, we were putting in a two and a half gallon sure. jug of def per day. You know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot more positives coming from that than negatives of having to drag around, you know, a two and a half gallon every morning. Um, yeah, I think one of the things to re remember about def is, is def reduces EGR. Um, so so a good way to balance out an ER is to add that chemical reduction to it. Um, do I want emissions equipment on all my diesel engines? No, of course not. If, if we could live in a world where that wasn't required, great. Uh, these are the rules. This is what we're given. And what's what's I think really nice is we figured out excellent, workable, usable way to give them some benefit, right? To to take that cost away because deleting it in the market world, uh, wildly expensive, wildly expensive, like out of control expensive. So that's why I usually recommend to guys like, I know there's some old kind of thought out there about what you should do with it. No, you're, you're right. And there's, there's a couple, you know, right. another thing to keep in mind that I talked through with a lot of guys, you know, if you want to go in and you want to find someone, like you said, on the black market or whatever, to shut off your death system, what, what you have to think about is down the road when you're going to be trading that machine in, 
because very few farmers with modern day equipment are keeping those things until the wheels fall off. You know, at one point you're going to be upgrading them. When, when you do that, to try to reverse that is going to be an absolute nightmare. And no dealer is going to take it on trade. So, you know, just work with it. You know, let the system work the way it needs to work. You mentioned EGR. If, if, I, if I were to say in terms of what I've seen out in the field uh, where we've had failures, like you said, it's on the early tier three EGR machines. And the reason why is because they're getting age on them. But I work with a, a number of different um, or, or I know a number of different technicians in the area as well. And it's as simple as putting on a new valve and they're back up and running. Worst case, you know, they get a leaky cooler or something along those lines. You can put one of those on and you're back up and running. They're not that hard to change. So, you know, I mean, as far as failures go, that's all I've seen. And it's on older machines and, and they're pretty easily rectified. I Yeah. And I'm so glad you bring that up because I always laugh when I hear this from from like, again, more in the truck world with guys with an LB7 that are like, oh, I'll never buy a new truck with all that emissions equipment. I'm like, bro, how much have you spent repairing the stuff that just got old? Like your injectors just got old at some point, you had to replace them. Your trans just got old at some point, you had to replace it. Parts just get old. Emissions equipment, non-emissions equipment. Like eventually there are just some mechanical and some maintenance failures out there that you just have to repair. That's a part of owning any piece of machinery. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's a really good, Really good take on that, Ben. I appreciate that. Uh, one of the last things I wanted to hit on today was I, I know this is, like you said, ramping up into your busy season where I think pretty much once all once everybody's planted, your your ball's out with, with a lot of other things that Farm Focus does. Uh, tell our listeners more about the rest of Farm Focus. What do you guys do just besides tractor tuning? Yeah, man. So, you know, as a brand farm focused, when we started, the idea was to bring farmers around the country and, and even beyond, in some cases, different efficiencies, different farm, different efficiencies to the farm. So obviously with the diesel tuning, um, we bring that efficiency in terms of increased power, in many cases, fuel savings, increased ground speed. Um, again, as I said, able, able to operate larger heads on combines, larger implements, so on and so forth. Uh, we also work primarily with local guys because it's it's very labor intensive on some soil health solutions. So we work on products that they're using during planting time that uh, that help make their fertilizers more efficient, reduce inputs, so on and so forth. So those are some pretty cool products. That that topic of soil health is big time now, and any farmers that are that are listening to this podcast will know uh, exactly what I'm talking about. And then third, Farm Focused was started as uh, a bit of a lifestyle brand as well. We're we're a brand for for rural folks, for folks who identify with you know farming and ranching lifestyle. So we do a lot of merchandise, a lot of apparel. Our website farmfocus.com has all that stuff on there. We ship that stuff all around the world, and that has uh, evolved to working with a lot of these social media personalities, um, farming YouTubers that we help with their branding, their merchandise representation. Um, we do the production in-house, the graphic design, we're printing the shirts, getting the hats, inventorying, doing the shipping, the day-to-day -day customer service. And that in and of itself has become a full-time job. So the business, uh, you know, I I'm proud to say that we're more than just a, you know, a brand and t-shirt company. I have to be getting my, my hands <laughs> dirty, man. I got to be out in the field. I love working directly with farmers and ranchers. So the tuning, the soil health, that stuff will always be a part of what we do and a part of our brand and a part of our identity. 
and uh you know and the branding and the merchandise continues to grow so that's uh that's really who we are that's awesome, man. Well, again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy schedule to talk with our listeners and kind of uh, explain a little bit more about tractor tuning and what are some of the the ins and outs of it. I'm sure we'll have you back on the show in the future. Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Uh, man, shout out. Uh, not necessarily other than, uh, you know, especially in terms of this particular topic, Calibrated Power, man. I mean, obviously people listening to this podcast, it's no secret uh, who Calibrated Power is. We partnered with with the Calibrate Power Boys, man, probably three years ago now, and it's been one of the best business decisions for us. Um, you know, we're kind of the out there doing the installs, doing the testing, helping make the tunes a little bit more accurate with the dyno. Um, but Calibrate Power, you know, is the muscle behind the the software engineering, and uh, and it just works, man. There's honestly, there's nobody better in the business in our industry, and. Uh, and I'm just looking forward for to uh, you know many more years to come with that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the kind words on behalf of all of Calibrated Power and listeners for today. This has been Paul Wilson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>